Hi, I'm Laura Marzi, the host of the Hartford's Line on Leave podcast, where we discuss updates and trends in paid family and medical leave. As the leader in leave management, the Hartford understands the importance of this issue to many of our employers and valued brokers. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Grant Vanderbeeken, who's the regional sales director for Massachusetts, as well as Julie Crawford, who's our assistant director for product and strategy. And today we're going to be discussing paid family and medical leave in the state of Massachusetts. So excited to have both of you join us. Massachusetts is definitely one of the newer PFML programs in the country. And Julie, I was wondering if you could give us a brief overview of who and what it covers. Hey, Laura, thanks for having me on. Massachusetts adopted its paid family and medical leave law, otherwise known as PFML, mm-hmm. in 2018. Like the new pieces of legislation, the state has to first adopt regulations in order to implement the program. So that's where we are now. The regulations are finalized, and after some delays and deadlines, the state's on track to begin offering benefits in 2021. Massachusetts is the sixth state to create a PFML program, and most benefits will begin January 1st of 2021, all except for the care of a family member with a serious health condition, which will begin July 1st of 2021. Okay, got it. Yep. There are private plan options available. We're going to discuss those in greater detail later. And this new law was created from scratch. So unlike other states that may have already had a statutory disability leave law in place and they added paid family leave, this is paid family and medical leave all from scratch. There's an announced delay on the program deadlines when several business and advocacy groups ask for more clarity and a little more time to prepare. So those included the withholding deadline moved from July 1st to October 1st of 2019. And in reaction to that, the deduction increased from 0.63 to 0.75% because of the shorter time to collect premium in order to prefund the program. Employee notification moved from July 1st to September 30th, 2019. And the acceptance of private plan applications moved from September 20th to December 20th of 2019. So the Massachusetts created the Department of Family and Medical Leave and they have the program oversight. Okay, got it. And who are the covered employers? Okay, covered employers are going to be businesses with one employee or more working in the state of Massachusetts. So like other statutory disability laws, you must be working in the state of Massachusetts. Exceptions include the self-employed or municipal employers, but both of those have the option to opt in. And who's an eligible employee under the legislation that passed? So eligible employees must have worked at least 15 weeks in the state or more and have earned at least 4700 in the 12-month period before they apply for benefits. But all were including part-time work, temporary, and seasonal, count towards that eligibility. It's not all with one employer. Also, an employee has been separated, that's been separated from the company for less than 26 weeks and remains unemployed, they still are entitled to benefits. For paid family leave, an employee can take a combined total of up to 12 weeks beginning January 1, 2021, for military exigencies, or bonding with a new child through birth, adoption, or foster care placement. And for family care for a relative with a serious health condition, 
those claims will be accepted beginning on July 1st of 2021. The employee may also need to take up to 26 weeks for family member care for a seriously injured or seriously ill service member. And then for an employee's own disability, so their own injury or illness under the paid medical leave, they have the ability to use up to 20 weeks for their own medical leave. Together, all of those benefits we just discussed cannot exceed 26 weeks combined in a 52-week period for the employee. So, um, Julie, can you explain how the funding for this program would work then? Yep, sure. So employers and employees will share the cost for the program. The paid medical leave portion, the employer will pay 60%, the employee pays 40%. The paid family leave portion, the employee will pay 100%. So the premium is 0.75% of the employee's gross wages up to the Social Security maximum, which right now is about 132,900. 0.62% of that 0.75 will be funding the paid medical leave portion of the program, and 0.13% will fund the family leave portion of the program. Okay, that is a lot of details to absorb. Thank you for breaking that down for us. And from my understanding, it's still going to be a while before the benefits begin in 2021. So Grant, what are employers doing now or what should they be doing now to prepare? Laura, uh, great question. I I would say a lot of employers are uh, on a spectrum of readiness when it comes to how prepared they are for what needs to happen in 2019. One, employers are required to provide written notice to the employees about uh, the new paid leave entitlement. In addition, withholding uh, begins for payroll deductions that are remitted to the state quarterly. And that becomes a big deal for employers because that impacts the employee paycheck. And so employers need to be ready to take those deductions on October 1st of 2019. So those are, that uh, October 1st, 2019 date is really the date that a lot of employers are looking at and saying, Uh, We need to be ready for uh, payroll. We need to be ready with what we are going to do and decisions that we're going to make about mass paid family leave. As Julie mentioned earlier, there's more information coming out from the state. Uh, We are uh, ready and waiting on the state Mm -hmm. to give us some of that forward-thinking direction around how some of the integration is going to work with a private insurer. Also, uh, some guidance around how the exemption process is going to work. Okay. When we think about what happens after October 1st, uh, December 20th, as Julie mentioned, is the date for private plan applications uh, that they need to be due to the state for Q1 of 2021. So there's a rolling quarterly uh, deadline. So for any employer that is going to participate in a program for 1121, the private plan application needs to be completed and back to the state by December of um, December 20th of 2019. Okay. Obviously, January 1st, 2021, uh, a lot of us uh, at the Hartford are living this date right now because uh, that's when benefits for bonding uh, and employee medical leave and uh, family or military leave uh, would begin with July 1st of 2021, uh, benefits would begin for a family member. So a lot of dates out there for okay. employers to be aware of. And employers in Massachusetts, if I understand this, have the option of providing their own private plan. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So can you break that down a little bit in terms of what that means? Yep, absolutely. So 
the any employer in Massachusetts can provide the same benefits as required by the state of Massachusetts uh, paid family leave program, mm -hmm. or they can offer more generous programs uh, okay. through a private plan. That private plan offered typically by a carrier needs to meet uh, the state approval. And that plan, when we think about what a private plan must provide from a funding methodology, uh, can be funded by self, you can self-insure that program or self-fund that program, or there are carriers that are offering a fully insured policy, again, which must be approved by the Commonwealth. Okay. So the fully insured uh, and the self-insured private plans are both available from the Hartford. We're proud to offer both options to employers that are looking for that. Mm -hmm. When we think about what a private plan must have, you think about eligibility, leave duration, weekly benefits, job protection, uh, and then uh, maintaining health benefits for the employees. So all of these things, uh, when we look at the state regulations that have come out, this, these are all of the uh, requirements that we have in the self-funded and the fully insured plans that we are providing to employers. Okay. If a employer decides to go to a private program, one of the appeals of a private program uh, through a carrier is that there are no employer requirements at that point to be paid to the state. One thing to keep in mind for employers that do want to partner with a private insurer for either a self-funded program or a fully insured program is that the employee contribution must remain the same. Uh, but the employer premium uh, can be dictated by that private insurer. So when evaluating plans, uh, private plans from a carrier, uh, similar to what we do, what a lot of us do today for short-term disability or long-term disability proposals, carriers will be setting their own pricing Got it. for those okay. types of programs. Got it. Self-funding. So one of the unique aspects of a self-funding option uh, is that there needs to be a bond offered with that program. So part of this is, is the uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts maintaining that uh, if an employer can't meet the financial obligations of a self-funded program, uh, that there is a bond in place to be able to pay those employees for the, the paid family medical leave coverage. Those, the bond form was issued a few weeks ago, so, we, so the, the marketplace is still reviewing that bond form uh, and finalizing uh, what our take is on the bond requirements. The state is also taking some recommendations from carriers in the marketplace as they look at uh, finalizing their own, uh, finalizing the bond requirements. So they've, they've essentially put out a preliminary bond form. Uh, they are now in the process of evaluating that bond Got form it. as well. And how do employers apply for a private plan yeah. if they want to go in that direction? Sure. So employers must go on to the Mass Tax Connect website and they walk through uh, the directions right on, uh, right on the website. If they are approved, they'll receive a letter, uh, a letter with instructions on next steps. Plans must be approved yearly. So um, for employers, you might want to favorite that link on Ma Mass Tax Connect so you don't have to uh, go and find it every year because that is something that's going to have to be done uh, every year. And then again, the, the application process as we go through uh, the balance of 2019, I think we're going to get a lot more guidance on the application process. So I encourage all employers and, and brokers to stay tuned for next steps. So Julie, what if an employer's private plan application got denied? What, what would happen next? Yeah, that's a good question. So fortunately, the employer does 
have a do-over. It's not a one-and-done deal. Okay. Um, if the employer is denied, they're going to receive a notification from the state with the reasons for the denial. The employer can even request a follow-up review um, on the on the submission that was denied in, in case they just want to clarify certain points or um, ask the state to re-review. But one private plan application is allowed per quarter. So if the employer's application is ultimately denied, the employer must wait until the next quarter to refile. So, um, and that means they'd be in the state plan for that quarter that they anticipated coming out. Um, as Grant mentioned, it is a rolling kind of quarter, future quarter, always on the future quarter. Even if the plan is approved, the employer has to wait at least a year before making any changes to their plan. And to Grant's point, they'd be resubmitting every year. So if that would be the, the time for them to submit any changes they'd like to make. Okay. So a lot to consider here. I mean, obviously, PFML is one of the newest statutory leaves, and so many Massachusetts employers are going through this for the very first time. I wonder, how do you think the Hartford can help them at this point as they're sorting through the facts and approaches here? Yeah, there are a lot of boxes to check for an approved private plan, and the Hartford can certainly help um, employers with the process. So we offer review of the employer's draft PFML um, program if they're going to self-insure to help the employer assess if it's matching or exceeding the mandatory requirements. And once the Commonwealth, they are working on this currently, once they're finalizing an approved language they'd like to see used, the Hartford will be creating a self-insured template version to offer employers for their use. Um, we will also offer an approved mass PFML policy of insurance. As Grant mentioned, we are going to offer this fully insured as well. And in that case, it would already be approved by the state of Massachusetts. We can administer an approved self-insured plan for PFML. And but because of this shared entitlement, that 26 weeks, that in uh, a 52-week period of both paid family leave and paid medical leave, we're advising employers to place both the medical and the family leave with the same administrator to make that coordination easier. Okay. Having just one point of contact for disability and paid leave claims helps simplify the claim experience for employees and employers alike. Our absence management experience and return to work strategies help employers create plans that promote employee health and wellness. We are always and closely monitoring the evolution of all these PFML programs state by state. So we've created a comprehensive PFML resource page that anyone can go to at thehartford.com forward slash PFML. Um, our claim team provides a state-of-the-art employee web experience and a customer care center. We feel it is super important to partner with an organization that has absence management and statutory disability experience. The ability to coordinate all of this to manage work and non-work absences and the technology solutions for ease of claimant and employer accessibility, administration, and the metrics evaluation. Julie, that was excellent. Thank you for that overview. And Grant? You know, just really understanding the implications of the legislation and how employers and, you know, the brokers need to actually start preparing for this, I think has been 
incredibly insightful. I want to thank our listeners for your time as well. And I wanted to let you know and remind you that you can find this episode along with other Line on Leave podcasts and additional resources on the website that Julie just referred to, which is the Hartford's Paid Family and Medical Leave Resource Center. And the address for that is www.thehartford.com PFML. Thank you again for your time and we'll talk again soon.